We're going to pose the question in this session, why and how is love, love for people, love for God, but love for Christians in particular, why and how is love crucial, especially crucial and essential, necessary, near the end of the age? As the end draws near, why is there a heightened need to love each other? And we're going to be focusing on 1 Peter 4, 8. And, and one of the methods and insights of method that I want us to notice is how words are sometimes clarified by logic, the logic of the verse, and not just the other way around. Often words clarify logic. In fact, they always do. But sometimes it works the other way around. So, Father, as we tackle this crucial question about the end times and the role of love in them, grant that we would have this love, that it would be earnest and sincere, real in our lives. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm, I'm including verse 7 because... Uh, we've already been there, but we need the context. In the, the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and so reminded for the sake of your prayers. And now here's where we are. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly. Since, this is what I mean by logic. This is the logic. Because, since, do this because... Love covers a multitude of sins. Now, my question is, what is it about the end of all things is at hand that would make love especially urgent and necessary? He doesn't tell us. So we need to just pause at a moment like this and just start thinking what do we know about the end? What kinds of things will the end bring, which we know from the New Testament? And I thought of two things. I'm not sure what you might think of. You might turn this off and just ponder it yourself for a moment. But I I thought of stress, especially stress on relationships. Anytime there's a crisis in life, in a marriage. The relationship is harder. If there's a, if there's a child born into a family with a, with a disability, for example, that heightens the stress on everything. Or if one of the spouses gets sick, that heightens the stress. Or if there's conflict at work, that heightens the stress at home. So you can imagine that the, the kind of dangers at the end time would heighten stresses among Christians. And the, the other thing I thought of was that uh, since there will be dangers at the end, there will be a threat to faith. People will be prone or tempted to walk away from the faith and commit apostasy. And so the question is, how might loving one another help in times like that? And it's pretty obvious, for the first one at least, isn't it? 
keep loving one another earnestly when the end time brings a special stresses. Why? Well, then you ponder what love is, and to, to do that biblically, you might want to refresh on the great love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, love is patient. And that will help you bear with other people's sins, and it's kind, and it doesn't envy or boast, it's not arrogant or rude, it doesn't insist on its own way, it's not irritable, it doesn't keep an account of wrongs. That's like covering sins, isn't it? If you don't keep an account of them, you're, you're like covering them and not taking notice of them. Bears all things. That's another way of covering them. You're going to endure them. You're not going to strike back at them. You're going to bear them. You're going to believe the best about people and hope all things. You're going to endure instead of retaliating. So faith, hope, love, abide. These three, the greatest of these which may have triggered some of this above all, keep loving one another. So it's pretty obvious why love would be needed in a special way at the end when the stresses on relationships demands that we endure one another. And I, I, I'm bringing Colossians 3 in just because in my life, the two things that are said here that are so uh, essential to love are part of what it means to cover sins. Put on as God chose, God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, bearing with, enduring one another. And if anyone has a complaint, which we often do, forgiving. Those are the two keys to marriage, the two keys to church, the two keys to collegiality, the, the keys to all relationships. Or either, either there's real grievance that both of you agree with and, and there's repentance and you forgive, or there are tensions and somebody doesn't recognize the need for forgiveness and they just go on doing what they do that offends you and you have to bear with it. That is, cover it. You cover it and you don't strike out in anger and let it ruin the relationship. So that's, that's how I think love relates to this particular aspect of the end. And this one, the threat to faith, that came to my mind because in James chapter 5, we get the only other place where that phrase occurs, love covers a multitude of sins. But look at the context my brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth, okay, now that, that is likely to happen at the end of the age when followers of the truth might get their heads cut off or thrown in prison or have their children taken away. Anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back. We go after, we go after straying people and bring them back. Know that whoever brings back a sinner from the wandering will save his soul from death and thus cover a multitude of sins. Or maybe I didn't say that right. Cover a multitude of sins and thus save his soul. So covering a multitude of sins here seems to be you bring him back under Christ. You, you bring him back to Jesus, and Jesus covers the sins so that his soul is saved. If, if he wanders away permanently and proves himself to be a reprobate or unbeliever, then his sins won't be forgiven. And if you do bring him back and he proves to be a believer, then he's under the cross and his, his sins 
are covered. So in those two ways, at least, love, loving each other is especially urgent in the last times. And, and if you then go to this and say, well, what does above all keep loving one another mean? It, it, you probably don't have to take the all here to mean absolutely all. Whenever all occurs, you know, if I say, are all of you here? And I'm talking to my class. I mean, are there 16 guys here in this exegesis class? I don't mean, are all the humans in the world here? And so here, all doesn't probably mean above God, above Christ, above faith, above all love one another. It, it, it means probably in this situation, above the sins that are threatening to blow up the community, above your response to sins. In other words, over all these, put love and let love govern how you see these sins and handle them and your response to them. And finally, this wonderful word, earnestly. I love that word. That means Christians need to be real. We need to linger over this. Oh, how horrible it is when they're fake, superficial, trivial, half-hearted, insincere Christians putting them forward as lovers of people when they're not lovers of people. And I know in my own life how hard it is to be authentic in love for people and and bearing the stress of relationships and going after people when they're straying. So let's pray earnestly that God would make us earnest, sincere, real, authentic in our love and let it be over all of the sins of others and our own response so that we endure others and cover. Don't let it make you bitter and ruin relationships.